1830, a six-year-old boy was in the audience of a travelling circus here in France. He watched Spellbound as an acrobat walked the tightrope. His destiny called his name. He would go on to mesmerise vast outdoor crowds across Europe and America, constantly putting his life on the line in a relentless quest for adventure. That little boy's name was Jean-Francois Gravelet, but he became known to the world as the great Charles Blondin. We all take calculated risks in life, placing our personal safety in the hands of surgeons, pilots and car mechanics. Some people, though, take it much further behind the wheel of a car, on the side of a mountain or at the end of a bungee rope. But did you know there's an even greater risk that so many of us take? Drifting through this life, wondering whether God exists, but never doing anything about it. Back to the story. Blondin's celebrity status among circus audiences here in France would eventually carry him across the Atlantic to a famous waterfall that borders Canada and America. It is a story of thrill-seeking, wild adventure and death-defying courage. Many years ago now, I put my trust in God when I realised that he had created me and everyone else as well for a great purpose. I remember asking him to take my ordinary life and use it to communicate the life-transforming message of Jesus to many other people. Only then did I start to understand that it's one thing to believe in God, but quite another thing to trust him with your life. It has led me on an adventure that I could never have imagined possible all those years ago. At 35 years of age, Blondin made the announcement that the world had been waiting for. He would walk on a 1,000 foot long tightrope spanning the treacherous waters of Niagara Falls in winds strong enough to bring a helicopter down if it happened today. One false move would send him spinning to his death. On June the 30th, 1859, everything was ready. One end of the tightrope was fastened to a giant oak tree, the other to an iron girder that had been driven into the rock face. At 30 foot intervals, guy ropes were taken right down to the riverbank and over the water, huge one ton sacks of salt were hung off the ropes but there was an inaccessible area right above midstream. And at that point, the rope sagged and swung like a giant hammock in the wind. Vast crowds turned out that day, lining the cliffs from end to end on both sides of Niagara. Other people took their seats in the grandstands that had been built just for that event. Bets were laid on whether Blondin would live, die, or simply lose his nerve when he saw the tightrope blowing in the wind. But Blondin had no fear. Precisely at the advertised time of 5 p.m., Charles Blondin appeared and stepped boldly out onto the tightrope to deafening shouts of Blondin, Blondin. 
30 minutes later, he was safely across to the other side and a brass band struck up the French national anthem, the Marseillaise, but the music was drowned out by the voices of the crowd. He walked that great tightrope a second time on the 4th of July, American Independence Day, and then again on the 14th, Bastille Day, here in France. Many variations followed, including the use of stilts, a wheelbarrow, and even a blindfold. But the most famous crossing of all is when he took a man with him on his back, having offered a reward to anyone who would come on the treacherous journey across the tightrope. Several people accepted the challenge, but then had a dramatic change of heart when they saw the tightrope close up. So the job fell to Harry Colcord, Blondin's manager and personal friend. He climbed on his back and Blondin gave him these instructions. You must place your whole trust in me. On no account, attempt to balance yourself. And then with a flourish, the two men set out. But it would not go to plan. Blondin set out inch by inch along the tightrope. At the 150-foot marker, he turned to Colcord and ordered him off because he needed a rest. The volunteer's heart nearly failed him as he sat astride the rope above the Niagara River with his arms around Blondin's waist. After two minutes, he was ordered back on, only for a second rest to be required at the 300-foot marker. They were now approaching the dangerous central section of the rope. Blondin stumbled and then ran to the next marker. It hung limp. What people think happened is that a bookie's accomplice had severed the guy rope in order to collect the bets from those who had gambled on Blondin's life. He turned to Colcord with these words, Harry, you must place your life in my hands or we will both die. And then staring straight ahead, Blondin sprinted to the next guy rope. It held. Now they are close to the rock face, but the frenzied crowd are surging forward. And at one point, it looked like that the two men were going to be forced back over the cliff. But with his terrified human cargo on board, Blondin shouted at the crowd. They parted and they made it safely to the other side. The crowds by Niagara Falls that day in 1859 numbered over 25,000. Among them was the Prince of Wales, who would later become King Edward VII of England. But despite deafening shouts of Blondin, 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 and the confidence that they had in his prowess, no one would trust him with their life. There was a great difference that day between the people in the grandstands and the men out on the tightrope. Did you know that Jesus never asked anyone to join a religious movement? He simply invited them to follow him. He said, if you want to walk on the water, you've got to get out of the boat. He's still looking for people today who will trust him and follow him like that. I took that step Many years ago now, it has been the greatest adventure of my life. Harry Colcord 
placed his life in the hands of his friend, the great Charles Blondin. And in return, Blondin carried him safely to the other side. If you will place your life in the hands of the God who made you, he will carry you through this life, whatever it throws at you. God has carried many people across the great divide and he hasn't lost anyone yet.